Howdy kids, and welcome to another episode of Escaping the Cave. It is the Toddzilla X-Pod. I am your friendly, congenial, and uh, sporadic host, <laughs> Todd. Started the podcast back up after about seven months off last week. Quick explanation, I'm not doing video for this episode, but you hear this? This is a thick stack of papers. This is all stuff that I I'm trying to figure out what to use for this week's episode. If I were to record all of that material, again, I wish you could see it. There's probably eight to ten hours of audio in there. I need a couple more days to put this together. (laughs) See, I've been off uh, for seven months, but also over the last year and a half, I've only recorded, I think, four episodes in the last 18 months. Burnout's a bitch, man. But I haven't stopped reading. I haven't stopped collecting material. I haven't stopped at least my personal writing here. I am, I, I've kept collecting more and more stuff. Now, if you're new, and you probably are, because when you take 18 months pretty much off and you're doing a podcast, you lose your audience, most of it anyway. So I have a lot of new listeners now. So what I'm going to do, and I think I'm going to do this moving forward, uh, to get more content out there to kind of get on a more regular schedule is I'm going to start drawing from the 111 episodes that I have in the rearview mirror. I'm not going to start reposting full episodes, however. I'm just going to start taking segments of the best episodes that I've got or the uh, ideas that keep coming up, the recurring themes that keep popping up in the show. Again, 111 episodes, new listeners, I don't expect you to go back there and listen to 111 episodes hour-plus episodes of this show. I would love it if you did. I'd be flattered, but I don't expect you to do I mean, you're talking about a huge investment in time, a huge commitment to do that. And this material is thick. It could give you a headache. So to help that, I'm going to start taking some of these segments. I was planning on doing that anyway, so I can get up to maybe two or three episodes each and every week with the new material that I'll, I'll be having uh, moving forward. I also want to do this in conjunction with the micropods that I launched a couple of months ago. Those are going to be even shorter. Those are like a minute to five minutes long. This is going to be somewhere probably in the 10 to 20 to 30, maybe 40 minute range, depending. But this will give people a smaller bite size, relatively speaking anyway, opportunity to get familiar with the uh, material that I've put out over the last few years without having to go back and listen to everything. And a lot of you who have been listening, maybe this will help refresh you. Because there's some really good stuff in there. I found some, some stuff tonight trying to find the uh, material to post for this week, for this one episode. I think I found another three. It's like, oh my God, yeah. So that's what I'm going to do today. Uh, got the idea for this one from my realtor. Yeah, I know. Hell of a time to be buying a house. But the, uh, uh, the realtor, the guy we've been using is my wife's cousin. And we were looking at a house last week. And we got to talking about some of the uh, podcast stuff because he knows I do this. But we started talking about it and he mentioned how when you lose trust in a democracy, you're probably going to lose the democracy, at least put it in danger. And I was like, hey, man, you know what? I got something for you. Well, here it is from episode number 97. And it's called All You Need Is Doubt. This was recorded two days before the insurrection and the riot in Washington, D.C. at the Capitol. Just the time capsule aspect of this to me anyway, is interesting. Could kind of smell something was going to be going on. I think it was a Wednesday that the uh, insurrection of the riot happened. This was recorded that Monday. With everything happening post-election, questioning the veracity of the vote, 
Yeah, that's what the the crux of this is going to be about, about trust and about how when the seeds of doubt are planted in a democracy, well, good luck. Once again, this is from episode number 97. I'll probably add some stuff uh, at the back end of this as well. Hope you enjoy it. Thanks for listening. I've talked to several people in the last couple of months about their thoughts on the election, whether or not there was fraud, whether or not they think Trump actually won. Conservative folks. Every single one of them I talked to thinks there was a significant amount of voter fraud. This is backed up in the polling. 80% of Republicans think that some sort of election fraud took place, some sort of orchestrated conspiracy to cheat him out of this election. 80% think that took place. I've said before that you do not need to tamper with an election to destroy a democracy. All you have to do is create enough doubt within it. Enough doubt with enough people in the veracity of the outcome. That's all you have to do to destroy democracy. Democracy and trust, they're hand in hand. You can't have one without the other. Everybody I've talked to who isn't a Democrat, isn't a liberal, think that something happened. But the one thing they all say Pretty much to a man, not all, not 100%. There's a few uh, wackadoodles out there. But most of them say they don't think it was enough to overturn the election. This is the buffer zone. This is the thing that I think saved us here, was that the total was big enough to compensate for this, this disinformation campaign. Trump and his supporters, Giuliani and his... <sighs> Trump and his cast of idiots... We had a buffer zone. We had a cushion, enough of an electoral cushion to absorb that impact. If this election were determined by 10 votes, 10 electoral college votes, if it was within 10 or 20, or some of these states were less than 10, 15,000, what do you think would have happened? What do you think the last couple of months would have looked like? Do you think it would have looked the same? I don't know. But had we had a closer election with the narrative that Trump and his, his cronies were putting out, that are st- they're still putting out about the election being stolen, cheating, all that with Dominion. In a close election, I think we had violence. You do too. You know how I know that? I want you to think back to Christmas morning when you got up and turned the television on and saw that a bomb went off in Nashville. What was the first thing you thought? Did you think Al-Qaeda? Maybe. How many of you thought that this was some sort of a domestic strike? That's what I was thinking. Something to do with the election. But no, what did you think? When you first heard about it, what did you think? Did you think it was political violence? If you're honest, I'll bet you a lot of you did. And that should be an indication where you think this is headed yourself. Deep down inside. Not talking about what you have to believe to get through your day, get through your week. To not be swimming in anxiety, but if that was your first thought, we're swimming in the same current, my friends. Be yourself. Just be sure it's your best self.
So here we are, 2021, brand new year, thank God. Happy New Year, by the way. I didn't mention that right off the bat, did I? Happy 2021. Were you happy to see 2020 go out the door, fly out the door? I have a lot of problems with advertising. I've talked about how much I hate advertising repeatedly on the show. Right? But I told the girlfriend the other day, there's something that I appreciate. As much as I hate advertising, commercials that make me laugh, I love them. Geico is famous for this. Geico, you get the gold Tonzilla star. Right? One of the better commercials I have ever seen is that Match.com commercial. You've seen it, right? Where you have Satan... <laughs> matching himself up with 2020 and they go out on a date and continue that into 2021 as well. 2021 has to be better, right? I hope so. Happy new year. I, I would have forgotten about that. Looking forward this week. I didn't want to talk a lot about politics, but the problem is with the material that I'm talking about, propaganda, the social media disease, it dovetails with politics. In fact, that's where it manifests itself most often. You can't get away from it. If you're going to talk about this material, this is where it's going to be seen. This is where you're going to experience it collectively. And the informational anarchy that I talk about, the data overload, all that stuff makes itself visible in the political process, in political media. Who cares if there's informational anarchy as it pertains to the Kardashians or Kanye or anybody else? Unless he's running for president, then I care. But you can't get away from it. You can't completely avoid the topic. That's the point of propaganda. There is social propaganda, sociological propaganda, but that's political in nature. So you can't avoid it. As much as I want to, I don't want to ever talk naked politics again. I don't ever want to talk about the merits of Donald Trump the merits of woke flakedom. I don't ever want to talk about it. I don't want to argue about that shit anymore. But politics has to be brought up. It will always be brought up on this show in the context of propaganda and social media because that's where it shows its ass. And here we are again this week. We have to talk about it. I don't even know how to phrase what's going on in uh, Congress this week. And they're going to vote against certifying the Electoral College results. And they're going to debate... Then debate and debate two hours on every state that's being challenged. Like, what, a, what the fuck ever? It's not ever going to go anywhere. But here's the thing. It's in front of us, not because it's real, but because of the disinformation campaign. Because of the power of propaganda and spin. Because of the power of these alternate factual realities. These, these parallel universes in which we live. My liberal friends cannot comprehend how people on the other side can believe this crap. I Honestly, I can't comprehend it either. It seems so obvious to me. But after talking to some folks on the other side, I get it. Because that's what they're hearing. That's what they're ingesting. That's what they're digesting. That is their perceived reality. Perceived realities are not realities. You don't get your own reality. You get your perception. We all share the same reality. Right? But it doesn't seem that way. The perception within these informational echo chambers are completely different from one another. They're mutually exclusive. The bad guy is the opposite in each echo chamber. This is where I could spin off and give you a 20-minute tirade on uh, agitation propaganda, manufacturing hatred, evil versus evil. 
<laughs> Hitler versus Hitler, as Taibbi put it. Demonization, the, the internal enemy. This is where it could go. It has gone there. If you've listened to this show long enough, you, you know where it's going. You know what I'm talking about. But that's it. And this is the thing that sows doubt. This is how it's done. Doubt. Again, it's not necessary to fully depose and replace the national myth to destroy a democracy. You don't need to take over. All you have to do is manufacture just enough doubt to trigger a cannibalizing state of perpetual and self-feeding factionalism. Self-feeding and perpetuating. Perpetuating. Self-fueling. Factionalism. You have the factionalized media, the factional media. Oops. You just throw that stuff into the informational ecosystem. The echo chambers take it from there. Self-perpetuating, self-feeding, and yes, cannibalizing, because we are cannibalizing ourselves with it. It's not just a, a matter of this side or that side. Both sides have this going on simultaneously. It's what a lot of people seem to have forgotten or don't understand or don't choose to understand. I hear this a lot. You know, part of the reason that Trump has such a receptive audience is because of what's been happening with the other side's extremes over the last few years. Yeah, Trump may be crazy, he may be a lying piece of shit, but at least he ain't that. That's the attitude a lot of people take. And people don't want to people who want to just point their fingers at Trump's followers and point their fingers at Trump and point their fingers at Trump's media ask, how do they believe this stuff? Refuse to look in the mirror because they have they refuse to see and acknowledge how distasteful they have made themselves, how agitating they have made themselves in the eyes of the other part of the country. It makes it really easy to say, Can I believe this? Yeah, I think I can. Instinctually, you understand this. Likeability matters. Nothing I, I learned real late in life. <laughs> Thanks to my friends in Chicago, the comedy scene, though, for, for pointing that out to me. If you have turned yourself into a piece of agitation, if you're intentionally trying to be disliked, it makes it real easy for someone else, someone who hates you, despises you, to listen to what someone else has to say about you, doesn't it? You know that. This goes back to grade school. It's still there. It's all you have to do, man. Just manufacture enough doubt. Trigger that factionalism, and the people's own paranoid and bloodthirsty monkey brains are going to do the heavy lifting for you, man. They really want to do that. That's the thing. That's where we are. That's what we are deep down inside. We want the fight. We need the fight. We want the tribalism. We want the factionalism because we want to be and we want to perceive ourselves as being on the righteous side against that evil over there. God, it's so simple. It's so basic. People refuse to see it. That's the kind of self-examination that we need. Good luck with that. And George Washington, I mentioned this before. You've heard about this. Yeah, 18th century, I don't know, Dwight Eisenhower, Edward R. Murrow. But again, Washington warned about factionalism in the 1700s, the 1790s. He talked about it being the death of liberty. And unfortunately, I'm sorry to say, his nightmare scenario might indeed prove to be an inevitability with this form of government. Contrary to the people's ridiculous assumption, reason is not our natural default setting. We are wired to deceptively, deceptively chase social status, not truth. 
signaling righteousness and virtue to the right people. That far outweighs the hard work of actually being virtuous. This is an old theme, kids. Hasn't changed, and this is precisely why these social media platforms are the cesspools they've always been and always will be. Is there a solution here? (laughs) Well, there is. But it ain't going to happen. Triage and mitigation. You may think that our redneck Trump-supporting friends are all hat no cattle. You may have been breathing a sigh of relief through the month of December. In that dead zone without remembering that we went through something similar in 2016 after Trump was elected. There was this dead zone, mid-November to right around the first of the year, where everything was just, everybody was exhausted. The woke flakes, the liberals were licking their wounds because Donald Trump had gotten elected. They couldn't see that coming. They never saw that coming. They could not deal with it. They had to go hibernate. They had to recuperate until around the first of the year. Well, here we are, the first of the year. 2021 is upon us. And now we've got this, this, this shit show in Congress coming up this week. How do you think that's going to go? There's a huge demonstration planned for Wednesday in Washington, D.C. as this thing takes place. Trump supporters. We'll see how this goes. This could just be a big redneck group hug. It doesn't matter. The trajectory of society is headed in the wrong direction. It's not just going to clear up. It's progressively getting worse. It's gotten worse since the election. If you can believe it, it's gotten worse since the election. 80% of Republicans think an election illegitimate. And what do you think is going to happen in four years? Let's just play a game. Do you think in four years, if Trump's reelected, could happen? Do you think Democrats then are going to accept the veracity of the vote? It doesn't matter if it happens Wednesday. It doesn't matter if it happens in July. It doesn't matter if it happens in 2025. The day is coming where the powder keg is going to explode. It has to. Unless there is some way to release the pressure from the tank, it's going to explode eventually. I've used the term informational anarchy repeatedly in the last couple of years. That's where we're at. And informational anarchy has castrated any concept of external truth. External truth still exists, but is functionally impotent now because we exist in separate informational universes with mutually exclusive laws of factual physics. And the result of this is that our decomposing, enlightened citizenry, they choose to believe whichever contorted narrative belongs to the herd they've already joined. They're not doing any critical thinking, either side. They're just adopting, they're ingesting back to the propaganda, my friends, back to the internal narrative, back to the doctrine. The root of indoctrination is doctrine. I got to tell you, the bottom line is that in any discussion about facts and truth, this is the literal definition of willful ignorance. Crutching on your indoctrination is literally the definition of willful ignorance. Jack. 
January the 4th, two days before the insurrection and riot at the Capitol building. And considering what happened a couple of days later and where it's taken us with the January 6th hearings, I've got a lot more coming on that. We're not going to do that today. Uh, but if you want to hear that entire episode, once again, it's episode number 97. It was recorded in January of 2021. It's called All You Need Is Doubt. I haven't named this episode yet, but I'm sure that'll be in the title as well. So, uh, yeah, I'd invite you to go back and check that out. Also, invite you to check out the new Micropods. You can find those wherever you got this podcast. Tonzilla X over at uh, YouTube and on Substack as well as the uh, TonzillaX.com. That's the old travel website. EscapingTheCave.com is still out there. That might be moving a little bit. I haven't done anything with that. I'm not posting any new material up there. It's still there if you want to check it out, but that's going to be a work in progress. Now, one other thing that I wanted to mention, uh, I mentioned agitation propaganda in this episode. There's a whole series on that back in uh, August of 2019. Grab a sandwich if you go back and listen to those. All right, more episodes coming up later this week. Thanks for clicking in, and we'll talk to you next time. So long.